When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Series 3 of the award-winning Stars in Your Ears! Coming to you live from this desert island. Yeah, we are. Look at that view, boys! I know. Yeah, incredible. Not many people get to see something like that in their lifetimes. Agreed. Uh-huh. Agreed. Makes you feel lucky to be alive, doesn't it? Sure does. 100%. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. Beautiful. Are we looking at the same thing? I think so. You're looking at the plane wreck in the ocean slowly sinking. The one we were on an hour ago? Yeah. Which you crashed? Yeah, so we are looking at the same thing. Oh, thank God. thought it was a mirage. It's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, I wouldn't say it's beautiful. Really? I thought it was very you. Why do you say that? It's got your nickname written on it. Virgin is a brand of a company, Jess. <laughs> is it your company? You've not heard of Virgin? Not since 2004. What does that even mean? Not sure. I think I'm hallucinating from the lack of food. You're eating a coconut as we speak. My holiday! Holiday? We literally just crashed onto an island. Ah, tomato, tomato. Oh, do you think they've got those here? I'm going to start the show before I go mad and walk into the sea. Tomatoes don't grow in the sea, Michael. You've got a lot to learn about our new lives. Ladies and gentlemen of the land and the sea, welcome to Series 3 of Stars in Your Ears! Remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Please join me in welcoming the most glamorous lady on the island. She's the only one on it. The woman of a thousand voices, impressionist, singer, comedian, star of Spitting Image, and award-winning podcaster. So glad I packed all the podcast equipment. Please welcome Jess Robinson. Which I'll be using to defend myself on this terrifying island. Ah! I've got coconuts for this glorious place. The service here is first class. I've gathered wood for a fire. And I killed a pig. And I'm wearing a skirt made of grass. Lovely legs, Kit. Thank you. Welcome to the show. You're gonna hear stars in your ears. There's no better place to go if you wanna get stars in from the ocean yes yes yes. it was definitely worth you being bitten by that turtle michael i'm not sure about that right what's on the agenda today uh have a swim like lunch siesta explore the old town we're not on holiday would quite like a swim though Mm, me too maybe we could try to find that turtle michael and ask for your shorts back yeah i'd quite like that to happen i don't think this is a nudist beach michael you could get arrested by who we're on a deserted island in the middle of nowhere it's just us here oh kitch might arrest you oh are you making me head of police maybe get in oh what can i be jess you can be my deputy, Rob. I'd say I play your cards right and one day you could rise to the top. It's not easy. Took me years of hard work. You've been head of police for literally six seconds. Someone's jealous. Someone's under arrest, more like. You don't speak to your chief like that. Chief? 
Did you say chief? I think I did. Oh, I'm not sure power is a good thing for me. The same thing happened when I spent time behind bars. Prison? Oh no. I was at Petting Zoo and I fell into the guinea pig enclosure. They made me their ruler once I'd fought off their alpha to the death. You see that scratch on my knuckle? Oh, that looks nasty. Yeah. But being king of the guinea pigs was the best five years of my life. Could I remind you that we're on a desert island with no shelter? Oh, the good times, man. Honestly, there was this one time we had a chilli eating contest. And you know that I'm allergic, right? So I do not want to hear this story. I want to hear it. Actually, Kitch, I think what Michael was getting at is that with your survival skills, you'd be good at building a shelter. That is what I was getting at. Thank you, Jess. Oh, don't take it out on me. So, anyway, you all sort that. I'm off to the old town. I don't think there will be an old town, Jess. Really? Well, someone's getting marked down on TripAdvisor. Why are you looking at me? Because you're getting marked down on TripAdvisor. So, Kitch, what do we need for shelter? Should we be looking for sticks, branches? Should we focus on the foundations? All good questions, Michael. Now, when I was king of the guinea pigs, I resided in the royal hutch. So if you can see any of those around... There's no effing royal hutch, you moron. No. Then I'm afraid you're out of luck, mate. You didn't come well prepared, did you? I was just as prepared for Jess crashing our plane as you were. That would be a lot more believable if you weren't naked from the waist down. You look like Winnie the Pooh. A turtle took my shorts! Michael, please! Go and check the plane and see if there's anything we can use. There must be something. You mean the plane that's bobbing up and down in the ocean? A bit on fire? I do, yes. And see if there's any sunscreen. Your willy's looking a bit red. Fine. Fine. Rob, you couldn't look for some food, could you? There must be some tropical fruit somewhere. Sure, Jess. Oh, be careful. Your willy's looking a bit red. Are you making this your catchphrase? Hmm, I think I might be. Oh, that was quick. What did you find, Rob? A lovely bunch of coconuts. Speaking of, Michael's back. Here's a bobbing around in the sea. Michael, you okay? You look like you've seen a ghost. I, uh, I think I have. What do you mean? Was there anyone else on the plane, Jess? I don't think so. The pilot and steward left after I pushed her off the plane before I took off. Right, and did you check if anyone else was on board? Of course not. Why, what did you see, Michael? There was someone else on the plane. Oh no, are they... More famous than me? Don't say it. I was going to say dead. Oh, well, if they're more famous than me, I hope they're dead. They're not dead. Oh, Damn it! Who is it? See for yourself. They're swimming towards us now. No way. That's not. It can't be. It is, and they're bringing our bag from the plane. Oh, my inhaler. My insulin. My tuxedo. Why did you bring a tuxedo to a desert island? I didn't know we'd be crashing here, did I? Never mind all that. It's Samantha Baines, Samantha Baines. It's Sam B-A-I-N-E-S. Samantha Baines, Samantha Baines. It's Sam B-A-I-N-E-S. Broadcaster, she's presented a shitload of shows. From BBC London to Virgin Radio Actress on the ground delivered her lines verbatim Even hosted Magic Mike directed by Channing Tatum Author written children's books we know all about Harriet versus the galaxy and the night the moon went out Podcaster she turned lemons into lemonade Left her marriage and the divorce social was made Independent stylist and timeout too. Comedian, girl, we're nearly there, but that's not it. She's a joy facilitating, hearing aid wearing, bitch, you can knit. Samantha Baines, Samantha Baines, it's Sam B A I N E S. Samantha Baines, Samantha Baines, it's Sam B A I N E S. Yeah! Yay! Wow! Welcome. Oh, welcome. 
welcome to the welcome. show. Did you like That's your intro amazing. song? Oh my god, can I, can I have that to just like play before I enter any room? Just I think it's compulsory that you do. I'd like you to walk around with a little loudspeaker. I can imagine you just strutting down Oxford Circus, you know, with that on your, you know, a ghetto blaster on your shoulder. I'm going to a podcast awards ceremony. This Which week. one? Why aren't we there? The International <laughs> Women's Podcasting Awards. Oh, Rob can't be in that one. <laughs> you could be there. Um, but I'd like to just play that before I enter. That would be amazing. I think you should. You've got your walk on music for every show you do now, right? Oh, my God. It, it's incredible. I love that you rhymed so many things that I've done as well. Like, well done. <laughs> Thank you. It's I tricky. I particularly but... like the, um, the rhyming couplet of ver- verbatim and... Channing Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. inspired. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Rhyme Zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam, welcome to the show. Um, let's get straight into talking about your voice. I want to know all about your voice and what makes you sound the way you do. Where did you grow up? So people are always really confused by my voice. And I get asked quite often if I'm Northern and I'm not at all. I grew up in central London. Not even North London. No. Oh, Oh, no, definitely not. Um, And then I uh, went to school in Bromley in southeast London. Interesting. Yeah, but I've kind of been all over the place. I've always done silly voices not impressions but like voices of characters and have stuff have you so, what sort of characters do you do well you know just as an actor i do a lot of posh lady yes quite clipped darling love it and then i used to do a lot of northern when i was at school and then i also did um Scouse because I fucking love being from Liverpool. So that's very good. So so yeah. So when I was younger, I used to do all those accents, and then I realised that when you become an actor in the UK, people are just like, just do your own voice, like oh, so much, <laughs> and it's sad. Really? That happens a lot. Or you are known for doing voices, like I am, and doing impressions, and then people say to me, "And do you act as well?" And I'm like, "What are you on? I'm already, I'm already doing yes." Can you? Yes. I mean, every like, day is what I'm doing. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. When you were on The Crown, what did you yeah. do on The Crown? Who did you play? And can you do the voice? Yeah. So I uh, in The Crown, I play Mary, who's like the only Cockney person in series one. Yeah. And in episode four, the smog episode. So I'm just a Cockney lady. I'm trying to remember some of the some of my lines from the Crown now. Um, Oh, are you coming out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I actually had loads of funny lines in it, but then it became a really serious episode. So they kept the serious bits and got rid of the funny bits. Oh, I had a great joke about Churchill and Hitler, which I can't remember now. But I seem to just play Cockney women in it. Basically, you get to do lots of period stuff, don't you? Well, I feel like it's just an extension of the same character. Yeah, um, sure. who just pops up in random things? She's just like, oh, oh, is there filming over there? I'll just pop in and see if I can get involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you were growing up and you were doing these voices and accents and things, and did you do drama club and stuff like that? Yeah, someone asked me about this actually in an interview the other day, and I'd never thought about it, but my mum used to send me 
yeah. to drama club. I think just to get me out of the house before like primary school age, we're talking. So yeah, I think that's where the love of all the acting and stuff came from. And do you do singing as well? Or did you when you were growing up? No. So I'm really interested to come on your podcast because I've always been massively scared of singing, right? So as a performer, I've always avoided singing at all costs. And people will say to me that I have an okay voice. I'm just so scared of it. I had an audition and in the second round of auditions, you had to sing a song. And so I sung, I could have danced all night because I can do a Julie Andrews impression. So I started singing it and in the middle something happened. It sounded like a burp, but it wasn't a burp. It was just a noise <laughs> came out of my body. Like in the, so I was doing I could all night. And I just went, uh like <laughs> I, I have no idea what and this, this isn't a joke because I know I, I'm also a comedian this is like this actually happened and it was mortifying because I was so scared anyway and the whole panel just laughed because it was oh, so no. weird <laughs> and I laughed obviously because I was like I don't even know what that was and then um, and then basically I, I haven't really sung since except oh. when I went on this is like the weird Sam and her weird stories, but this is also true. I did stand up comedy on a yacht, a private yacht in the south of France. <laughs> As you do. For a yeah. Malaysian couple who hated it. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I was being paid quite a lot of money because that's why you do these weird things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they wanted me to then stop doing the stand up because they didn't like it. And they said, Can you do any impressions? And I yes, can't please. do any sort of normal impressions. So I thought, Oh, I'll do a singing impression, which is when I do Julie Andrews as a robot. So I sing. These are a few of my favourite things in the style of Julie Andrews. Not as good as Jess's, obviously. I also do like a robot dance like with it. So I started doing that and then they were like really excited by my singing voice. And then they got me to like sing for their friends. They had their friends over for dinner and they got me to sing in front of their friends. So they obviously liked it, but all there's just a lot of traumatic experiences around singing. So well, that tiny little mm. snippet you did just then sounded really good. Very good. It sounded we, like we, legit we should, soprano. We should hear more. Well, Please can we hear some Julie Andrews? I'm desperate to hear some. Oh, well, I'm so nervous now because you're all like musicy people. This is going to be played to other people. One time I had to record um, me singing for my old sketch group, Vinegar Knickers, and I cried <laughs> because I was singing so badly. Like, this is how much like trauma I have to do with singing. Okay. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, brown copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favourite things. Yeah! Wow, yes. hey, wonderful. Very good. What a tone you have. An enunciation, my yes, goodness. Very well, good. about it was about Andrews. You have to, though, didn't you? You absolutely do. Yes, crisp yeah. and cut can, can you show us how to do it properly now, Jess? No, yeah. you did it. You did <laughs> I it love your version, though. When I came to see your show and when, whenever you do Julie Andrews, I'm always like, yeah, it's so good. Oh, what did I, I usually do her singing... 
It's all about that bass, about that bass. No treble, that one. <laughs> no treble is very good. Like, I don't know no how. No treble. <laughs> I don't know how you work that out. Like, how did you did you interview Julie Andrews one time and get her to say no treble? It's just her being a bit pissed off and disparaging about it. No treble. Michael, we are not a codfish, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) So, Sam, in your 30s, you noticed something about your hearing. Can you tell us, please, about that? Yeah, so I think I was 30, actually, when I thought I had a spider living in my ear. Bear with me, because (laughs) I have anxiety and I started hearing this, like, noise and I have, like, health anxiety. So I started hearing this noise in my ear and it was brought on by loud noises and it's sort of like a scuffling noise so I was like oh my god I've obviously got a spider living in my ear and then it just doesn't like loud noises so it tries to like scramble away from them so I started hearing this noise and I went to the doctor and I bless my GP I know this sounds stupid but I think there's an insect in my ear and she had a look she was like there's no insect but maybe we should send you for a hearing test just to check kind of what's going on it could be like an ear infection or something so I was like okay Cool. And at the time I was like, oh, they obviously just get like a bonus or something when they send someone for hearing tests. Like, <laughs> oh, like commission. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, it's a bit random. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I haven't heard something. I was like, I've got an insect in my ear. So anyway, I went for this hearing test. Because the funny thing is, when you do it, an eye test, you can see that you can't see. So you yes. can see that things right. are blurry. But when right. you do a hearing test, you can't hear what you can't hear. You know, if you obviously if you have um, more profound hearing loss, you might know that someone's speaking and, and you can't hear what they're saying. But at my level, I just I didn't think there was a problem at all. So I thought I'd ace this hearing test. So I came out expecting them to be like, oh, my God, you've got 2020 hearing. That's not a thing. By the way. Like, <laughs> I, um, and and they were like, well, you have hearing loss in both ears and it's bad enough in one ear that we recommend that you need a hearing aid. And I was completely like, I did not expect it. Like I was so shocked. And that's when I also realized that the scuffling noise was tinnitus brought Mm. on by loud noises. And I'd always thought tinnitus was just a ringing noise. That's Mm. always what I've heard of it. And actually there's so many different types of tinnitus. There's like white noise, there's a high pitched Mm. beat. There's yeah, loads. What does yours sound like? So I actually have two types. So I've had the other type since I was about 12. Well, I actually had a grommet put in my ear, which I thought was a mini hearing aid. And I had it put in when I was like, oh, maybe like eight. Um, oh. But a grommet the, the, is actually... They're always the things that, that sort of, you know, kids can't go do the swimming at school, isn't it? I can't go swimming because I've got a grommet in my ear. I never understood what it was. So pray yeah, to me Like literally, <laughs> um, literally, I was 30 when I Googled. and Oh, no, I think I said to the audiologist and they were like, mm, no. Um, until I found out that a grommet is literally just a small plastic tube and they put it in your ear to drain fluid on the ear, which um, is quite common among children. It's like a bit of drinking straw, essentially. Yeah, it's mm. like a... It's like oh, you're going to go into making grommets now, kids, on the side. <laughs> you know me, Jess? <laughs> yeah, entrepreneur. There's a gap in the market. I'll fill it. But yeah, so it's just that. So I imagine it was this tiny hearing aid. So when I was hearing this high-pitched beep noise from a young age... I was always just like, oh, that's my grommet and ignored it. And it wasn't until I had this second type of tinnitus, the spider scuffling noise, which is like, 
um, oh. that I found out I had two types of tinnitus plus I needed a hearing aid. Mm. So um, I'd say to anyone, if they have any sorts of tinnitus, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a sign of hearing loss, but it's always worth getting your hearing checked as well mm. because my hearing aid does actually help with my tinnitus. Can, can you hear that? scuffly noise all of the time then now no so it's brought on by loud noises so if i went okay. to like basically i first noticed it at the edinburgh fringe at a party when i was standing near a speaker basically that's what i was going to ask is there something that you think caused it in the first place no i think tinnitus, tinnitus doesn't necessarily have like one cause uh -huh. hearing loss can have one cause yeah. so it could be from like a childhood illness me laughing too like... loudly next to someone's ear <laughs> yeah i've been told <laughs> off about that quite a perforating, few times. <laughs> perforating your eardrum or it could just be from like gradual hearing loss because you've bit constantly been near things that are too loud tinnitus mm. there really isn't much research done at all so a lot of the time there's no you know explanation for tinnitus but the high-pitched one i hear all the time so i can hear it now wow it's like having a little mosquito buzzing constantly or for the band just having me in the room terrible irritating <laughs> do you think um the hearing loss has affected the way you speak in any way um i don't know because i can't hear it um yeah. no i don't think well i only have moderate hearing loss so I can still hear a lot of things. I just yeah. can't hear everything. I think I've obviously lost it gradually over time. And I grew up talking and speaking orally uh -huh. that I've learned how to speak before yeah. the loss became right. sort of um, worse. So it seems to be that in adults who kind of lose their hearing, it doesn't affect affect the speech so much because you've already developed that skill and that language but maybe over time it will affect my voice and do you want to just give us a quick plug about the charities that you work with yeah so um i'm an ambassador for rnid which is uh the deaf charity yeah um and i also have two books out with deaf their children's books and they have deaf protagonists and um, so, cool. so little girls with hearing aids so the first one is harriet versus the galaxy yeah and harriet wears a hearing aid that translates alien languages and her and her grand protect the earth against aliens oh, oh awesome. god Very cool i need to um, read this book <laughs> and it's for six to 12 year olds and oh, then a bit, a bit old for you kit yeah exactly you might still be able to manage maybe if jess read some of the harder words to you well you okay. i don't know if i can do that either it'd have to be michael or rob to be honest kitch and i are on the, the naughty table we're on the bottom set table yeah. <laughs> closest to the teacher well you might not get on with the second one so my second book came out last month and is called the night the moon went out um, and that's actually for nine and ten year olds so again Ooh. quite old for you but uh. it's about a naira who takes her hearing aids out at night to charge them and also because yeah. you shouldn't really wear them at night it's not very comfy and it means that she's even more scared of the dark so i'm scared of the dark mm. still as an adult yeah i'm gonna admit it to it and uh, naira's scared of the dark because you know, she can't see in the dark. And then when she takes the hearing aids out, she can't hear very well either. So you mm. can imagine lots of creepy things happening. And her nightlight doesn't work, but her mum shows her the moon out the window and the moon's all of our nightlight, but Naira doesn't want the moon. And so she accidentally turns it off. So then she has to go on an adventure with a talking owl, as you oh, do, yeah. yes. to try and turn the moon right back on. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, sure, sure. I love, love owls. Out. I love owls. Um, she goes on an adventure to turn the moon back on and um, maybe realise that the dark isn't so bad. Oh. Are these audiobooks as well? So I've actually done the audiobook for Harriet versus the Galaxy and I got to do it myself and I've Brilliant. never done nice. I've never done an audiobook before and it was so fun doing all the I made Sock Muncher who's um the friendly <laughs> alien. I made him Australian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um because I thought he lives far away and Australia's far away from me. So the aliens, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun to do everyone and just Gran has quite an old lady voice, but she's also like quite kick-ass. So, you know, she's not the nice. stereotype of old lady. And Harriet's basically just like an enthusiastic version of me. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. That's so cool. You've got so many talents. So you've got your podcast, The Divorce Social, which I've been on, which is... Which you have been on. Thank I you very much. I loved it. I loved it. I was going to ask, because my my divorce coincided beautifully with Beyonce's Lemonade album, which really sort of helped me get through it. And I used to listen to it and sort of sing along and it was like therapy. And when I was worried about bumping into my ex-husband at the Edinburgh Festival, my therapist said, well, why don't you have a, you know, a soundtrack going on in your head? What you, Who are you going to channel? So I said, okay, I'm going to channel Beyonce. And I sort of strutted around Edinburgh like Beyonce and felt really, really empowered apart from the one time that I was strutting around and a stranger stopped me and told me <laughs> that my skirt was up at the back and it was fully up, like tucked under my backpack. I don't know how it had happened. And I'd been literally feeling amazing, strutting around with a bare bum, essentially. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> around the streets of Edinburgh. But I wanted what to know. What were you wearing for this? Because I, I think feel they like were that's nude. Important. I think they were nude pants. I think they but were unflattering. No, I don't do songs. They're they're silly. (laughs) It was probably like Bridget Jones, full coverage, nude pants, like awful, maybe with some sort of a stain. We don't know. (laughs) A piece of toilet paper hanging out the back. We just don't know. Maybe a flap out. Who? uh, I just don't know. (laughs) It was probably awful. Bit of excitement. Well, for who? I don't know. What if he like, there goes an empowered divorce lady. Yeah, or yeah. probably I walked past my ex-husband not even noticing him and he was like, oh, she's doing well. But, <laughs> um, were there any strong voices that got you through your divorce journey? Music-wise? Yeah, or to listen to, or yeah. Actually, we had a conversation in one of the episodes of the podcast about music that stays with you from hard times. Right. And just like you had Beyonce... I spoke to a lady who was at a cr- literally at a crossroads in her car and pink was playing just like a pill. And, you know, they're like, run just as fast as you can to the middle of nowhere. And instead of turning, let's say, left, which was the way home, yeah. she in that moment just was like, I'm not going home anymore. I can't do this. I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. And literally turned right at the crossroads. Wow. And she really remembered this pink song for that moment. And I don't have as quite a cool a story as that, but Katy Perry came out with a song at the time, which was It's Never Really Over, I think it's called. Okay. And that really stuck with me, not because um, my relationship with my ex was never really over, but just because 
the divorce process dragged on for so oh, long. Yes. <laughs> that, like, so I had my breakup and then I was like, oh, it's over. But then yeah. it was like, oh, no, no. Now you have to get a solicitor. Now you have to fill out a form. Now oh, you have to contact them about this. Now you have to fill out the mortgage. So it reminded me of that That's because hilarious. I was like, when will this end? So, yeah, that Katy Perry song kept me company. And I used to sing it like angry sing it. <laughs> after I got out of the shower like getting dressed so yeah that was a good one. Oh, amazing <laughs> well may I say now it gives me great pleasure to announce that our wonderful impressions sessions are back our oh. listeners have been sending in their own impressions and I have assembled some of my favourites this week into a glorious Technicolor sound gallery have a listen to this Hi there, um, my name's Sally and I'm calling from Peterborough. I have an impression for you. It's Janet Street Porter, so I'll just give it a go. Hello there, uh, get out of my house. I've been trying to tell you for a long time, I don't want to live with you. Get out. <laughs> she could go on your divorce. Mm, hi, Jess, it's Kermit the Frog here. Um, my friend James is a real big fan of your podcast, and he would love to come and be involved in your show at some point. Why is the word <laughs> show so hard to say? It's Kermit the Frog. Well. I can see what you're doing here and let me tell you there's no way that even if uh, this was the last invention on earth that I'd ever you're touch not, it so I'm going to let you know where I'm at right now and I'm happy to say that I'm out Hi um, I'm Tom um, these, <laughs> these, this is my impression of uh, of Ryland or Alan Carr <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm doing really well considering, you know, look, I mean, look at me. I'm a right mess, aren't I? I mean, seriously, look at my team. I mean, I'm an absolute mess, aren't I? I'm an absolute mess. <laughs> wow. Oh, very good. I love Impressive. it. Great. Well done, everybody. Mm, very Thank well you done. very much wow. to Sally Howard, who put mm-hmm. three in, James oh, Burt and Tom Hughes. And if you would like to send in your impressions and get on the show, just send them to Jess Robinson email at gmail.com and you could be in with a chance of winning some stars in your ears earplugs. Amazeballs. Amazeballs. Do you want me to do my impressions? Yes, I want to hear them. Yes, go yes, on. Please. Do them, Sam. Uh, this is a bit left field. Louis Armstrong. Please. Oh. Yes, please. <laughs> it really hurts my voice, so I need to drink coffee. <laughs> well, hello, darling, looking swell. Darling, it's so nice to have you back where you belong. Oh, I love sweet. it. Very good. <laughs> that was good. Good and painful. Would you like Thank to you. learn a new impression? Yes, please. I think you're going to be great at this. How, um, with all of your experience of playing slightly cockney women, we're going to go for a Dagenham woman. We're going to go for the wonderful Stacey Solomon. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I think you're going to be great at this, Sam. <laughs> Are you ready for Stacey? <laughs> yeah, I've met her as well. So this Have is you? Uh, yes. I love her. I've got a girl crush on Stacey Solomon. Um, so step one, do the Essex accent. Dag- Dagenham's basically Essex. Isn't it? Do you want to yeah. do a bit? Yeah. So, Sam, what did you do this weekend? 
Um, well, this weekend I went out for a walk with the dog. Yeah. And then I went um, out for lunch with my mum. That's lovely. Okay, so while we're doing the Essex accent now, I want you to add some breath to the voice and make it a little bit more yawny. Oh, God, you know, I'm so tired. Oh, my God, I'm so tired. Yeah, there it is. Oh, my God, I've been up all night. Oh, my God, I've been up all night. That's great. So we've got our Dagenham accent. We've got the yawny, breathy voice. And now we're going to add a bit of a wobble to it. You know, like you're sitting on a washing machine. <laughs> we've all done it. Um, so with a little bit of a wobble in your voice, can you say, oh, my God, I'm Stacey from Dagenham. Oh, my God, I'm Stacey from Dagenham. That's good. Can you, um, that's very good. Can you switch from a half load rinse to a full spin, though? Can you get a bit more, a bit more? It also almost sounds as though she's about to giggle, which, bless her, she usually is. Oh, my God, I'm really wobbly. Oh, my God, I'm Stacey from Dagenham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so basically that, doing a shimmy while I'm doing Yeah, yeah, and that she basically does. She does move quite a lot when she speaks. <laughs> that brings us on to her giggliness. Oh, what am I like? I can't believe how much stuff I bought from Ikea. Like she's about to piss herself laughing. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I bought so much stuff from Ikea. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, so finally, for her intonation and her energy, she, she always goes up at the end of a sentence. <laughs> she often goes up. Oh, my God, I can't believe I've done this, which is why some people fall into the trap of making her sound a bit Australian, which is quite weird. But could you do this sentence here as Stacey? You've got your Essexy accent. You've got your yawniness. You've got your sort of giggly shakiness and sort of slightly going up at the end of the sentence. Take it away, Samantha Baines. Oh as my Stacey God. Solomon. Oh my God. I can't believe it. I'm so excited to be on Stars in Your Ears. It's my favourite podcast. One day, the real me will be convinced to come on as a guest. But for now, Samantha Baines is doing a lovely job. I absolutely love her. There we go. Beautiful. Sam, where can people find more of you? Um, that sounds sexual. <laughs> I mean, Sam, if you want, are you single at the moment? Are you looking? Well, I am single at the moment. There are currently no sex tapes that I'm aware of online, um, sure. but you can follow me on social media at Samantha Bain, <laughs> B-A-I-N-E-S. Um, on all the social medias and I have a website samanthabaines.com and I have a podcast called The Divorce Social on all great podcast platforms. It's been wonderful to have you today. Thank you so much for coming onto our lovely island. Now you've joined us, we thought we we might throw an island talent show just to stop us from eating each other. And when I say talent show, we're basically going to have a sing song around the campfire. Sam, would you join us? Yes, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. Hooray! Okay. What campfire song do you think we should sing, guys? Well, when I was king of the guinea pigs, there was a song that the <laughs> guinea pigs really went for on a regular yeah. basis. Most nights, in fact, in fact, they kept me up most nights with it, to be honest. Uh, <clears throat> but I wouldn't mind hearing it again. It's "Come by Jess. 
Okay, we can do that okay. one. Okay, so let's pick some impressions to do. Sam Baines, who would you like me to be? I would like you to be Janice Joplin, please. Okay, mm. fantastic. Ouch, thank Scratchy you. Scratchy voice, yeah. Scratchy <laughs> voice. We're both going to get nodules from doing Louis Armstrong and Janice Joplin. Um, and who would you like to be tonight, Sam? Is there anyone that you haven't done yet that you'd like to do? Tonight, Jess, yeah. I'm going to be yeah. Cher. Oh, excellent. Hated. Okay. And boys, I understand that you might have a secret impression up your sleeve, which I'm really excited about, but don't tell us yet. Hold tight. Where's my Mercedes, Lord? Come by. Where's my Mercedes, Lord? Come by. My throat is bleeding. Welcome to the campfire, Cher! Do you believe in life after love? Where's my auto-tune, kumbaya? Where's my auto-tune, kumbaya? I'm so excited you're going to do an impression. Tell me, who are you going to be? Tonight, Jess, we're going to be the Bee Gees. on stars in your ears we'd be delighted to have you on the island yeah oh that's very nice of you but i'm actually okay i'm probably just gonna start swimming and hope for the best really are you a good swimmer no see you later okay bye oh bye bye Mm. then Bye. bye nice yeah really nice super nice definitely right then shelter come on boys let's get to it when you say let's do you mean we as in all of us as in you're gonna help too of course oh great excellent yeah i'm a team player give me five yeah join in michael 
Spoil sport. Wait, what are you going to do to help then? Michael, Michael, Michael. Oh, ye of little faith. Mistrustful sourpuss. You doubting Thomas, you. Yes. I'll be keeping out of the way. I thought so. My pleasure. <laughs>